Welcome to the Rick Fuller Podcast, presented by Rick Fuller, the team leader of the Rick Fuller team, which serves the San Francisco Bay Area and the greater Sacramento region. Rick and his team have over 1,000 five-star reviews and have been honored as a distinguished small business by the California State Senate and Assembly. Rick is a community leader, national real estate coach, and real estate investing expert. Converting a contact into a closing doesn't happen with home runs. You need to move your contact to customer, customer to client, client to contract, and then contract to closing. Just focus on moving base to base. Learn the scripts that Rick is using to move his contacts through the bases and how he is setting his agents up for success. And these days I'm talking to you about the baby steps. Why? Because the process matters and we should not be people that are home run hitters. I know that flies in contrary to what you think. You think we ought to just go out there and meet somebody and sell them a house. But if you follow the process, if you move people around the bases, if you stack the bases, people are more successful being base hitters than they ever will be home run hitters. So a brief recap, Shelby said it earlier. This is a contact sport. You have to make, have to have real estate-related conversations with contacts. Those are the people in your phone. You may have a name. You may have a phone number. You may have a name. You may have an email. You may not even have a name. You just might have a cell number. Those are contacts. And your goal is to bring them to customer. Remember I gave you the script, the FI found script? If you found a home fit exactly what you're looking for, would you like me to give you a call? If so, your best email address and phone number and what exactly are you looking for? And that makes them a customer defined by the five things, name, phone number, email address, now want to buy now or in the near future, have not or are not an agent, makes them a customer. They are not a customer because they want to see a house. They are not a customer because they express interest. They are a customer because they gave you all five, not four, all five components. And last week, I spent a ton of time with you, like make them a client. Do you remember this process? And I gave you the L-I-S-T, lead and investigate, show, sell, tie down. Like the process we use to make them a client. If you're a customer, you're just shopping. You're just looking. If you're a client, they're exclusive to yours, you. They are your client. They are not the client of an agent down the street. They are not a client of another agent on the team. They are your client. That's what makes them a different. They're a customer Plus, they have a representation agreement. If it's a seller, they got a listing agreement. If it's a buyer, it's a buyer rep agreement. You use the LIST process to get them there. Today, I'm going to concentrate from client. You have all those to get them in contract. Because this, this is the part today where I see buyers and sellers get cold feet. Would you agree with that? Like the media is completely, uh, in fallacy mode today. We've talked about that a million times. They talk about real estate as a national market, not based on what's happening in their market. And they become a client and they start getting scared. And so I'm going to argue that there's two things you're going to want to do. And you could be working with a buyer, you could be working with a seller, you could be a listing specialist, you could be a buyer specialist, it doesn't matter. The two things you want to do to move from client to get them into contract a residential purchase agreement, a ratified residential purchase agreement. You're going to want to keep excitement high. And you're going to want to set clear expectations. These are your keys. This will unlock it. If I'm your base coach and I'm standing between second and third base, I'm yelling to you, keep excitement high and set clear expectations. 
because that's what it's going to take for you to take a client and get them in the contract. So what do I mean by keep excitement high? I want you to keep the why alive. Why do they really want to move? They're, they don't want to sell their house. People come to me all the time. Oh, I, I'm thinking about selling my house. They don't want to sell their house. They want to buy. Nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants to buy. Keep that excitement alive. Why do they want to move? Well, I want to move because my grandkids live across town. I want to move because I have a job relocation, an opportunity. I really want a bigger home. I want a smaller home. Whatever it is, there is an inherent core reason why they want to move. And you're going to have to keep that alive. When they have to make tough decisions on the price, when they have to make tough decisions or listen to a lot of clutter that's in the media today, you're going to always have to bring it back to why they're going to do what they're going to do. Why we set out on this journey. Folks, is it really important to you to be next to your grandkids? Folks, is it really important that you have an extra bedroom for your newborn? Is it important to you that we downsize so you don't have to manage those steps? Is that really important to you? We're going to have to keep that in front of them the entire time. Because the moment this becomes all about just moving from one home to the next, you will lose momentum in today's market. And I'm asking you to recognize their why. Get it at a very core level. And it is not. I want a three-bedroom, two-bath. It is not, I want a four and two. It's not, I want to move across town. There's reasons much, much deeper uh, in this that they want to make this transition from one home to the next. It's not about selling. It's about buying. So even if they're selling a property, remember, they're selling for a purpose. A third of people stay in the Bay Area and Sacramento. A third move to Sacramento, Roseville, Folsom, El Dorado Hills, and a third move out of state. They are selling. Selling is the means to an end. They're not selling because they want to sell the house. They're selling because they need to sell to buy something else. So keep the purchase. Uh, it's the, the reason why they're going through this process, the purchase in the forefront. Friends, I want you to think long term. Uh, the real estate market is like gas prices. They go up. And they go up. Bottom line, you never want to run out of it. This is a chart that I put together. We're going to turn into a shareable for you. It goes all the way back to the 60s. How many people would be worried about from 1960 to 1965 or 1960 to 1970 or 1970 to 1975? Look, when we look at real estate long term, it goes up and it goes up and it goes up and it goes up and it goes up. And, goes up. and I have never ever met a homeowner that bought a home two years ago that is questioning the value of owning real estate and neither do you. I was with a conversation a couple of weeks ago with someone and they're giving me a hard time. Like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about selling my house. I go, I will buy it for what I sold it to you five years ago. I will make a cash offer today for what I sold you that property for five years ago. No, no, I definitely want to go on the open market. Yes, you do. You want to go on the open market to get the highest and best price. I never met anybody who was disappointed in buying real estate. So I'm asking you to not only go to the heart of the matter, go in, but I'm asking you to go high. Like what's the long-term value? There's no day traders in real estate. What's the long-term value of holding real estate? And I've never met anyone who was disappointed that held it for a long period of time. Okay, let's go to the sellers first. Um, I'm going to break this into two parts, okay? This is keeping expectations clear. Okay, so here are three things I want you to communicate about the process. 
Okay. This keeping seller expectations clear. You can expect Mr. and Mrs. Seller less showings. You can expect Mr. and Mrs. Seller longer days on market. You can expect Mr. and Mrs. Seller contingent offers. So how might you communicate that message? Here's a script for less showings. Uh, the winning homeowners today generally receive three to five agent visits per week. Less showings generally means the home needs a price adjustment. I want you to imagine this in your mind that you show up to a listing appointment or you meet with a homeowner who's going to sell their home and there are two stacks of paper, one that is very tall and one that is very short. The one that is very tall is all the expired listings that are coming to the market. And the one that is very short are the winners in today's market that sold their home. They actually sold the property. That is a smaller stack today than the ones that are attempting to sell and are unsuccessful. So if you want to be a part of that small stack of winning offers, you're going to need to see three to five agents per week. That's the pulse on the market. If you have less showings, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, your home needs a price adjustment. It doesn't need new carpet, doesn't need new paint, doesn't need new land. It needs a price adjustment. Everything sells at the right price. I once sold a home in Antioch that was completely covered in mold from top to bottom, and it was falling off its foundation for $35,000 on 6th Street. Everything sells at the right price. Number two, expect longer days on market. Script. The average day on the market is 57 days in your community. Set that expectation before they ever go on the market. They should know that we are not in a market where you drop the first sale sign, you go back to your office, and you got three offers. That does not exist today. And if they're expecting that, by the end of the first week, they're disappointed. By the end of the second week, they're ready to cancel. By the end of the third week, they're already off to the second agent or third agent or fourth agent. So set the expectation. Hey, before we get started, the average days on market is 57 days. And if you're in a higher price point, that 57 might be 97. It might be 127. It might even be 157 days on market. If you're at a lower price point, I was looking at price points at $500,000 in, in the city of Oakley. And it's about 38 days on market. So it's less. You pick that number, but it needs to be what's happening in their community. Set that expectation from the beginning. Here's another one. Expect contingent offers. Seller, you should expect in today's market, you can expect FHA, VA, and contingent offers. Just expect it. They're going to happen. Just a matter of time. And so the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about the process that the seller is going to go through. And I want you to get ahead of it and tell them before it ever happens what's going to happen. Because you know, you and I know what's going to happen in the market. Next slide. Seller's expectation. So you're going to set a good expectation on process. You're going to set a great expectation on price. Everything sells at the right price. I guarantee it. Rick, my home's not selling. You don't have the right price. Rick, it's been on the market for too long. You don't have the right price. Rick, we don't have enough showings. You don't have the right price. Everything sells at the right price. Um, am I, am I being unclear? No, everything sells if it's at the right price. So we should be telling our sellers to expect at a minimum weekly price adjustments. The market, uh, the market is adjusting and you need to adjust with it. Here's a script. The homeowners that win in today's market adjust their price based on active listings, not solds. List price based on active listings, not sold. And always ensure they're offering a little more for a little lesser price. 
So if you want to win in today's market, if you want to be a part of that stack of small, that smaller stack of winning in today's market, you're going to need to price your property based on actives, not solds. If you're not, if you're not looking at every listing on a weekly basis to verify that you are in the top two or three properties on the market, that you offer a little more for a little lesser price, then it's going to sit on the market. Okay, number two, expect to buy and sell in the same market. I am telling you, this one sets so many people at ease. You may be selling for a little less today, but you will also likely buy for a little less. They're buying and selling often in the same market. Is that right? I mean, they're buying one home and they're selling another. So you might take a $10,000, $20,000, maybe even a uh, $30,000 price adjustment to get the property sold. But we anticipate you're going to be buying in the same market. And if you're buying up, you're probably buying in a market where it's even less competitive and you'll have even greater advantage. Expect to buy and sell in the same market. You may sell for a little less, but you will likely buy a property for a little less. Set that expectation. Number three, expect to make some repairs before we close. Expect to make some repairs before we close. Don't set it up in such a way where you've now got an offer accepted and they don't want to do any repairs to the property and the buyer jumps ship. So it is not uncommon for the buyer to make a request for a few repairs. Once we negotiate through the list, we can request the buyers to lift contingencies and buy the property as is. Simple scripts. Have to use these word for word? No, absolutely not. But I think you have the, the heart behind what I'm trying to communicate, that we need to set clear expectations with our clients, the sellers specifically, on process and on pricing. Well, Rick, what about buyers? Let's look at what's happening with buyers. Next slide. So let's look at buyers. Let's start with the process. Buyers, expect more homes to choose from. If a buyer wants a unique property, one that's in a school, particular school district, or they want a property that's across the street from a park, or they want a certain floor plan or a lot, or whatever the deal is, you should know that those properties today, uh, we have three times the amount of inventory that we used to. They are now more readily available than ever before. Here's a script you can use. My average buyer looks at three to five homes, then makes an offer. My average buyer looks at three to five homes and makes an offer. Why am I doing that? Because I think there's some uncle somewhere talking to your buyer client, and they're saying, look at 100 homes, then make your first offer. No, no, go look at everything on the market. Remember, you're a real estate professional, and you have funneled down those homes in that buyer presentation, that buyer uh, consultation, you funnel them down to the ones that are select and right for them. They don't need to look at 20 homes. They don't need to look at 50 homes. They don't need to look at 100 homes. My average buyer looks at three to five homes and makes an offer. You're like, well, Rick, I don't know that my average buyer looks at three to five homes and makes an offer. Well, figure out what your average buyer does and communicate that message. Give your clients the freedom to write an offer. And ABC, always be asking for the sale right? Always be closing. At the end, hey, would you like to make an offer on this property? Or would you like to make an offer on that property? Something wrong with saying that at the very end. Matter of fact, there's a lot of first-time homebuyers today. They don't know when they should make an offer on the property. Give them that average. Okay, number two, expect you will hear various opinions on the real estate market. Wow, is this one not real and relevant today? Script, there's a lot of talk about the real estate market today. However, I have yet to hear of a homeowner who purchased their home over two years ago, disappointed with their investment. Have you? Have you seen anyone who called and asked for their the two-year return policy? Because I haven't. 
Nobody's wanting to return their property. They're happy with their purchase. They gained a tremendous amount of equity. And I just got off the phone with someone an hour ago, like, man, I want to buy it yet another one. And how do I take one, sell it and buy two? Okay, number three, expect buyer's remorse. How many people have seen a buyer who has some form of buyer remorse? It's very common today. Matter of fact, it's normal. And if you didn't have feelings of buyer remorse, you probably wouldn't be normal. Friend, just trust the process. And the millions of homeowners around the country that have gained trillions of dollars of equity. The process works. All right, so let's go to pricing for a buyer. Price, expect homes to close close to the asking price. You know, as I'm running comps on various communities on your behalf, you know what I'm noticing? They're still selling at the list price. If it's priced right, it sells. If it's priced right, it sells for the list price and the sales price are very close. So set your buyer up for that expectation. The buyer's been listening to the media and the buyer comes in and says, I'm going to make an offer at 50% of the list price. Is that going to work today? Say no. The typical home in this neighborhood sells for 98% of the list price. It's a great script. You say, well, Rick, I don't know if it's 98%. Well, figure it out. Run the comps. And I'm going to tell you, most of the time you'll find it's 98, 98.5, 99% of the property that sells, sells at or close to the list price. Uh, friend, expect, expect interest rates to be up and down. You should expect that. Uh, as interest rates are up and down, don't worry. If they drop after you purchase the property, we can connect you to our preferred lender to discuss a refinance. As Danielle has said many times, you, you're going to marry the property, you're going to date the rate. If it drops, we'll refinance it. If it doesn't drop, aren't you glad you got the property before the rates went any higher? Number three, expect that not every offer is accepted. You know, if we go to the grocery store and you pick up a product and you take it to the conveyor belt, like you make an offer on that, you, you expect to buy it at, at the register and you expect to pay whatever on that price tag. And in real estate, you make an offer and sometimes you don't even pay the price tag. You pay more than, than what the price tag says. We need to set that expectation that not every offer is accepted. Not every home is going to sell at the list price. And Particular markets are very stratified today. Lower price points are selling rapidly. Higher price points are really stalling in today's market. And so it's important if you're working with a buyer that's buying in a price point that is extremely competitive, they need to know that not every offer is accepted. If you've ever played a video game, you often have a little avatar, right? And every time that avatar gets hit, gets, gets injured, whatever, it like lose stamina. And now it's down to 75%, then 50%, then 25%, and then game over. Every time your client makes an offer on a property and it doesn't get accepted, his stamina is at 75. His stamina is now at 50. His stamina is now at 25. And then guess what? Game over. Game over for them. Game over for you. Game over for us and helping them. And so by setting this expectation, not everybody has, has that length of stamina for one for some people, it's one offer. Doesn't get accepted, game over. 
I'm asking you to set this expectation, friend. Not every offer gets accepted. Not every offer gets accepted at the list price. I know it feels weird. You'd never buy a car or a product at the store that way, but real estate in certain price points is still selling with multiple offers and over the list price. And you ought to be aware of it. And I understand that that flies in contrast to what you're hearing on the media. Script, you may not get every offer accepted. However, in our experience, the offer you get accepted is usually the very best home of all. Christina, go ahead and take me off the screen share. Have you ever uh, showed a property to a buyer? They didn't get the offer. Man, they are disappointed. They are frustrated. Like they don't, they want to stay in bed all day the next day. They're so discouraged. And then another one comes on the market and they write an offer and they get it accepted. They move into it. And maybe you come over to their house a month later, a couple of months later, and they say, I am so glad we got this one and not that one. I have heard that hundreds of times. And I am coming to the conclusion that the one you end up with, the one you actually move into, is the very best home of all. And rarely does someone ever say, you know, if I wish that first one really would have gone through, I don't often hear that. But I always hear, I'm so glad this one. Do you remember that one we looked at? We were so discouraged. We didn't get our offer accepted. But this one we're in now. Wow, it's awesome. The one you end up with is often the very best home. So what are we talking about today? You have a client. These are the obstacles. Set very clear expectations. Keep that excitement in the forefront. Keep it alive and focus on price and the process. If you do that, following these scripts, you're gonna navigate your clients, you're gonna get offers accepted. And next week, when we're in person, I'm gonna tell you how to cross home plate. And I'm gonna tell you what you do to cross home plate and how you prevent fallout and what you do to make sure that they have the kind of buying and selling experience they're excited to tell a friend about. You got this.